It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Farm Tech Fest coming up. Sawyer Brown going to be there. First ever Farm Tech Fest with Farm Technology Days. But Farm Tech Fest, July 13th, right after the show ends. Show ends about 4. Concert will start about 5. Joe Nichols, Sawyer Brown, Madison County. It's going to be fun. There's camping over there. If you want to go over there and camp all week, you can. Just get a hold of the folks at Farm Technology Days in Clark County. Get your campsite reserved. And then get your tickets for Farm Tech Fest, Farm Technology Days. Make it a great week in Clark County because it's going to be a good one at Rail Acres and Rustic Occasions. Good morning on a Thursday morning, the morning after more storms here at Wax. Bob and Jill with you to take a look at the chores. We've got uh, one of those mornings. We've got 10 pounds to try and put in a 5-pound bag. But we'll do our best to see what we can get done. We've got an update on the bird flu. Big uh, USDA report comes out today. Be interesting what's going on with uh, the late planting, wet weather, dry weather, Farm Technology Days 2024. The site selection crew is out. And uh, nothing to announce yet, but it won't be long when uh, the announcement of the host farm for 2024 will be made. And a calf update from Welke Land and Cattle Company, our highlight of the morning. What do we got now? We're still at 55. Oh, man. How many cows you got left? Nine. Nine? I, and I talked to two of them that are, like, ready to go, <laughs> and they just kind of looked at me and said, no, we're waiting for grass. You didn't scare them, huh? No. Well, uh, no. I think they're just standing there in the heat yesterday going, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we'll hopefully they'll go on. But uh, a lot of calves on the ground right now, and uh, hopefully you've had a good, successful spring calving season. Yeah. Do we have a good, uh, successful growing season? Weather-wise, let's take a look at our weather. We'll tell you about that. It's going to be hot today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And weather-wise, again, be prepared because there's not really a lot of rain in the forecast. Just these hot, humid days now, like we had last night, can pop up some showers and even storms. So the forecast, mostly just partly cloudy to partly sunny, but again, caution that these storms could pop up. 92 the high today, partly sunny, breezy conditions, cloudy. and There is a little chance of rain later on overnight tonight. There's rain out in Minnesota now, and some of that's heavy. Friday, it's 82, partly sunny, 81 on Saturday, 73 on Sunday, and then uh, cooling off as we get into next week just into the 60s. And the first day we've got a forecast of any rain is on Wednesday when we're looking for a chance of rain, but a high only 61. So, again, not any specific rain in the forecast, but just to keep an eye out and be prepared. 68 right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Again, 68 degrees here. La Crosse, it's 78 degrees already this morning. Madison, Sun Prairie, 75. Hot today. We'll be in the low 90s. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Welcome to the shank of the day, baby. What's happening? NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. The Supreme Court is set to meet in private Thursday. As protests continue outside the building, all nine justices will meet inside. It'll be the first time they're gathering together since the bombshell leak about overturning Roe v. Wade. The historic 1973 ruling led to legalized abortion. The conference comes a day after Senate Republicans blocked a bill to protect the right to choose. The White House is moving to help lower soaring food prices. Families are now paying 15% more for chicken and milk, and nearly the same for beef and flour. President Biden says the government cannot let up on its efforts to help farmers and struggling families during this time of inflation. We have to keep investing in our farmers to reduce the cost, to reduce prices to consumers, and have the most productive, most efficient farmers in the world. Biden visited a farm in Illinois yesterday to talk about boosting crop production. That includes expanding insurance for double cropping and increasing funding to produce fertilizer domestically. Several neighborhoods in Southern California are evacuated right now. A fast-moving brush fire has destroyed at least 20 homes. Smoke could be seen for miles along the Orange and Los Angeles County coast after flames began to spread 
spread yesterday. Apple is no longer the world's most valuable company. Saudi Aramco oil company surpassed Apple's market value, reaching almost $2.43 trillion. The oil giant reported its full-year profits doubled last year due to oil prices rising and is already up to 27% this year. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a check of our Sky 113 weather brought to you by Markwart Motors. At Markwart Motors, if you scheduled your 5,000-mile maintenance visit after 3.30 p.m., you'll receive $5 off that visit. Schedule yours at markwartmotors.com. Hot today, we've been in the low 90s. And it will be a partly sunny, breezy day. And again, keep an eye out for these pop-up showers that could happen. Later on tonight, it'll get cloudy. There is a chance of rain overnight into Friday morning. And then uh, looks like Friday is supposed to be a, another partly sunny day at 82, 81 on Saturday, 73 on Sunday. Cooling off next week, 67 Monday, Tuesday, 66. And the first day of any real forecast rain is on Wednesday with a high about 61. Right now, it's warmer on the area this morning. 66 in Rice Lake, Medford at 65. Marshfield also at 65. Wausau at 67. Green Bay, 71. Madison Sun Prairie, 75. Milwaukee at 70. The hot spot. Lacrosse this morning, 78 degrees here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. We're very comfortable, 68 degrees, but the humidity setting in. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5. All right, and let's the take Midwest a look at our Farm market. Report. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, the cash livestock numbers? Choice fed beef steers are 138 to 144 with mixed at 102 to 137. Choice fed beef heifers are 132 to 145 with mixed at 94 to 131. Choice fed Holstein steers are 118 to 127 and a half with selects coming in at 82 to 117. Cows are 64 to 103 with bulls at 76 to 108. Butcher hogs are 85 to 96 with sows 55 to 65. Boars are 22 to 28 with new crop market lambs $2 to 220 and feeder lambs coming in at $2 to 330. At the Merck, live cattle futures were higher. Feeder cattle and hogs were lower yesterday. June live cattle 133.57 up $1.17. August cattle, 134.65, up 55. October also up 55, closing 141.92. December, 147.62, and that was up a dime. Feeder cattle, as we said, were lower. August, $170 even. That's down $1.85. September feeders, 173.17, down $1.77. October, 176.02, down $1.60. In November, down $1.35 at 177.95. As we said, the hog contracts were lower. The May contract closed at $1.92. That was uh, down 15. June, $1.85, down 72. July, $101.55, down $1.42. And August, at $101.95, down $1.40. Board of Trade was higher yesterday. A lot of that had to do with uh, dry weather in the world because it's... Uh, Affecting crops growing, also slow planting caused by, well, some wet weather. Soybean oil was higher yesterday, so those markets went higher during the day trade yesterday. And also, uh, now I keep an eye on the crude oil price just as much as I do the corn price. And unfortunately, the June crude oil went up $5.79 a barrel yesterday at $105.55. So if you need gas, get out there before they turn the prices up because you know they're going up. July corn overnight down three cents, sitting at seven eighty five this morning. The oats up six at six ten. July wheat down a penny, but still at eleven eleven. And the soybeans over sixteen dollars yesterday, but overnight down twelve cents. The July contract fifteen ninety four, and meal down a dime at three hundred ninety seven dollars and eighty cents. Dairy markets were up yesterday, 
Barrel cheese up five and a half, two thirty nine and a half. Blocks up four and a half, two thirty and three quarters. Butter up two and a half at two sixty three and a half. The May Class Three price up twenty three cents at twenty four eighty nine. June up thirty at twenty three eighty one. July up forty one at twenty three seventy eight. August up twenty four at twenty three twenty five. And September up fifteen cents at twenty two ninety two. And that's a look at our markets. Brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Again, a hot, muggy day today. We should be in the low 90s, partly sunny, breezy, and again, be aware, it might cause some of those rain showers, even storms, later on after the heat of the day jumbles up the atmosphere. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Time again for our Alcivia Co-op Talk. Remember, uh, it is a company that covers the state of Wisconsin, getting farmers started on the right foot. You can always find out more from cash green bits right on down to who you can connect with on the local scene. Go to allcivia.com. And my guest today is Greg Springer. He is the agronomy sales technician. He's located down in southeast Wisconsin, but he's keeping a bead and eye on all of the inputs that farmers are going to be looking for real quick here in the growing season of uh, 2022. I know, Greg, you know, everybody feeling the pressure to get going. One thing I think a lot of growers are also wondering, how are supplies looking? Let's start off, first off, with uh, those pre-emerge chemicals that we are going to rely on where we can, depending on how long it takes us to get into those fields. How are some of your chemistries looking this year, Greg, as far as availability across all of your territories? Uh, chemistry, for the most part, especially on pre-emerges, is sitting really well. We have a lot of that moved out in the countryside for guys that are doing their own applicating, and we have a lot in-house on the pre-side of things. Um, and then I know everyone's big thing is was the Roundup last fall, and you know some of the chemistry stuff kind of is getting kind of tight. But we just have to be really fluid with the situation, be in touch with your provider on, hey, what can we get? Um, do we have an issue with something? Can we, we switch to something? Um, we've been pretty good about being able to do that so far this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is with the way the Roundup situation was that we placed a lot of premix products like a Halex GT or an Acron GT on a lot of farms already. So if we do get them bind, whether it's we get caught by rain and can't get the pre on um, on the corn, um, a lot of those are Halex and Acron products, we can just move the rates around in one pass um, early post on that, and we've had a lot of good luck with that. Um, and then on the bean side of things, same thing. Oh, might get caught. You know, who knows? The windows look like they're going to be pretty small this year. Um, brought a lot of older chem- chemistry in that well, doesn't quite work like it used to when it was u- being used as a one-pass system on beans, but um, allows us to go in very early, um, post-emerge on those beans, and just get us a little bit of residual to open up our window for a second pass which and be relatively cost-effective. Yeah, right. That's something else you've got to keep in mind. Now, the other good thing that you were pointing out, Greg, and sometimes people forget, you guys have been laying in supplies since basically last fall. Uh, you may not see it when you walk into the warehouse at your location, but you guys have that inventory stashed at multiple locations all across the state, don't you? Yes, yes. I was just on the phone this morning, and we're looking for need a little bit of COC oil to get done, and well, we're probably going to have to run up to Evansville to get it. But, hey, they got a pile of it sitting there. So that works out in our favor. <laughs> yep, good, good. You know, the other thing that a lot of people might be a little nervous about, it's been making the news, nitrogen availability, Greg. Uh, uh, you know, we're trying to manage that very valuable resource as best we can because it's so cotton-pick and expensive. Then there was some conversation about the rail lines backing off on volume. You still feel pretty good as far as Alcivia's position in that. Yeah, we took a very... Uh, I'd say a large and strong position last fall, actually last summer on um, nitrogen, whether it was urea or 32%. Um, and I think we're sitting really good on it at the moment. I know we're full, and I know the big tank up Evansville is full. I know a lot of our buildings are full of urea. So I don't, no matter what kind of source of nitrogen you use, I know we're sitting extremely well at the moment. Um, a lot of just where our geolocation is here with um, the south, branches pulling a lot of product off the Illinois River or out of Dubuque when it comes to nitrogen. And then the guys up north um, in Duran, they're, they're going to be pulling off the Mississippi to the north there. It gives us a lot of options. We don't really have to rely on rail as much when it comes to nitrogen. Um, I do know some 
of my colleagues that work in other parts of the country that, you know, that's how they get a lot of their 32 mm-hmm. in during in season. But we do a lot of trucking. So the biggest problem is, is making sure we got truck drivers, which <laughs> luckily here in the last week or two, we've been doing the H2A program for the last couple of years. And our um, South Africans are very hard workers have started showing up. So I think we're trucking shortage, trucker shortage is going to, start getting a little less short but we're always looking for drivers yep absolutely i understand that well good news for anybody that's working with alcivia then this spring it sounds like the supplies are there waiting for the weather to cooperate and like greg said even feeling pretty good about their transportation situation all the way around that's greg springer he's the agronomy sales technician with alcivia he is located in south uh, southeast wisconsin but again as he said it's a coordinated map across the state with all the alcivia locations working together to provide you what you need when you need it. As always, you want to get connected, go to alcivia.com. And that's your Alcivia Co-op Update. 16 and a half after 5 o'clock, and uh, Pam's going to rejoin us here. She's got another program she's going to share with us on rural health. We'll do that in just a few minutes. But, Jill, things going on in agriculture this morning. Besides, the president was, uh, again, in Illinois yesterday talking to farmers about helping farmers. But uh, what else? USDA economists will release their May world supply and demand estimates later today. And dry weather around the world will play a big part in those numbers. Besides drought in parts of the U.S., dry weather is also a factor in crop production in South America, India, South Africa, and parts of Europe. Leading up to that report, which will come out at about 11 o'clock this morning, grain traders expect both old crop and new crop ending corn stocks will be lower than early estimates with the new crop estimate one of the lowest in the last nine years. The soybean estimates are also expected to show lower ending stocks, and it's the same for wheat with the uncertainty of the crop in Ukraine and continuing drought in major U.S. wheat-growing states. The U.S. The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has tightened its emergency rule on the movement of poultry and other birds because of the current outbreak of avian influenza. The original order came out April 7th, and it prohibited the movement of poultry to all live events, including shows, exhibitions, and swap meets. The new order expands the ba- this banned movement from just poultry to all domestic birds and will stay in place until 30 days after the last detection of bird flu in the state. About 15 counties and over 3 million birds have been affected in Wisconsin so far by the bird flu. All right, so keep your poultry at home. Don't feed the wild birds, and hopefully we'll get through this uh, with no further hardship. 18 and a half after 5 o'clock, and again, rural health is our topic next. We'll find out what's going on. On Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Rural America is struggling. Roads are in tough shape. Bridges are in tough shape. Even rural health. And it has been a challenge for quite a while as rural hospitals have had to close down. Can we find doctors to service the people in the rural areas and uh, Pam, rural health is going to be a challenge for quite a while in this country. That's right, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. I talked about all those subjects and more with Tim Size. He's the executive director of the Wisconsin Rural Healthcare Cooperative. Basically, it encompasses the state of Wisconsin with special emphasis on what's happening in rural communities. You know, you can't help but think what's been going on in a lot of our rural communities during the pandemic, from the challenge to try to get people vaccinated right on through to trying to take care of those that might have become infected with the virus. Tim Size says that the story in rural communities is the same as what we have been seeing in urban city centers. There is a lack of qualified labor to try to take care of those that need it. We talked a little bit more about not just those short-term challenges, but the long-term challenges that healthcare in Wisconsin across the nation is facing. It's um, not only nurses, doctors, but almost every other discipline, lab techs, uh, nursing assistants, physical therapists, what have you. I, I would say workforce probably is our number one, two, and third priority and will be for a long time. Uh, the pandemic um, last winter when all our hospitals were filled and um, 
people had to spend time in hallways and emergency rooms and they couldn't be transferred to other hospitals when that was the better thing to do. That's actually just a small taste of what we will have if we don't get a lot more serious about the shortages that have started. Um, they started uh, with the pandemic, but the, over the long haul, it's, it's not the virus that we, we have the problem with. It's, it's people like me, uh, aging baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And w what happens is we're just a huge generation that's beginning to rapidly leave work into retirement. Mm -hmm. And about the same time, we unfortunately also start to see our own health care needs mm -hmm. rise two, three, four, five, six times. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I work with several groups statewide, and, and our best data, and it's conservative data, in other words, we, we made assumptions that, if anything, mean our forecasts are, are too, too conservative. Um, using nursing as an example, but only as one example, and it's a very large group of people, so it's probably the one most people would want to start with. By 2035, which is just around the corner in terms of preparing people to work in healthcare, we're expecting a shortage of 16,000 registered nurses just in Wisconsin. And so the historic problems rural has had um, are going to be a statewide urban and rural problem. And it's going to, as you might expect, it's going to be harder, more difficult for rural. For us to fix that problem, we need like a Marshall Plan like they did after World War II in Europe, because uh, we really need our schools to increase output of nursing like by 50%, like starting yesterday. Uh, it's an extremely serious issue that I don't think enough people are aware about. So all, all the challenges we had last winter when people couldn't get into the hospital uh, are gonna be a lot worse unless we really take seriously this, this new, it's not a new challenge, but it's, it's been predicted for a long time because we've known about the baby boomers for a long time. But we really have to speed up our response. You know, sometimes uh, rural health care makes headlines when the president announced uh, additional funding, maybe even on the state scene additional funding. That's been happening fairly regularly for the past two years. Does that make any dent in the needs of the rural health care system, Tim? No. Um, what, it, what it did was fill the holes that came very quickly in our rural hospital budgets when we had to stop, needed to stop doing a whole lot of elective procedures to make sure there was room ready when, when the hospitalizations from the virus hit. And we did that. We did that in a voluntary way here in Wisconsin. And so enormous amounts of revenue that normally would have been coming in on uh, from elective work went away. At the same time, huge new new expenses came related to all the protective equipment and testing and then in, increased staff staffing costs as many staff got sick and they we had to pay overtime for others um, to work. So basically, while well, we're really grateful for the federal and state funds that it came to us over the last two years, they really just kind of worked to keep, it, keep us where we would have been without uh, COVID. Um, but it doesn't really do with the long-term under uh, underlying problems that rural hospitals have. Rural hospitals, as you you and many of your listeners know, have been closing in large numbers for the last ten years. Luckily, in Wisconsin, we've avoided that. I think we've had one one rural hospital close, but we're not immune from from gravity or other basic forces. So, the problem is um, Medicare payments tend to be inadequate, and that's a big, big payer for rural communities, given that our communities are older than, than most of the state. It, we also have seen, kind of ironically, um, uh, private health insurance plans um, have gotten very, very aggressive at a time where they made and have been making record profits. Um, I, It's one of our other highest end items is that we we believe that Wisconsin communities deserve rural health care and we want those health plans to be a better partner with us. And right now, many of them are not. Hmm. Um, so payment payment's a big issue. Aging wake, workforce, uh, inflation that all of our sectors are experiencing. Um, 
the people have retired earlier uh, to replace them is, is, is not been easy. Um, so we have, we have major revenue problems. We have rate major cost problems. And I know many of your listeners would say, yeah, um, I, I, uh, we're the same way and I'm, a, I'm not in healthcare. And again, that's Tom Size talking with our Pam Yonke about rural health care. And uh, obviously the challenges are there. They have been for a long time. Hopefully they will get better. All right, let's find out what's going on as far as our markets are concerned. It's a Thursday morning at Wax. Rocky's going to join us from over at Premier next. But again, get your dancing shoes on. Bring them when you come to Farm Tech Days, especially on Wednesday. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days. Madison County, Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Tickets are on sale now at farmtechfest.com. Sponsored by Partners Bank, Rooney Grain, Zastro the Beer Man, Forward Insurance, Munson Bridge Winery, Colby Chrysler, RZ Builders, Rural Mutual Insurance, and Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we got markets to get to. It's 5, well, it's 5.30 in the morning, let's call it. Rocky joins us from over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Well, did you get a good night's sleep, Rocky, or did Mother Nature wake you up a few times? It, it did wake me up for a little bit, and I was kind of worried about it, and then I fell back asleep. But And everything is okay oh. this morning, everything that we're supposed to be this morning. Appears to be that way this morning. Oh, that's good. I'll tell you about midnight. I just uh, jumped right out of bed. The, the light, largest and the loudest lightning and thunder that I've heard in a long, long time. It was pretty active out there. Well, how active have we been at the sale barn over there at uh, Premier this week? Uh, thank you, Bob, and uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We did sell 200 head of dairy cattle. Uh, two small herd dispersals. Auction featured many top consignments of reputation fresh cows and spring and heifers. Uh, your top supreme fresh cows brought 1,800 all the way up to 2,950. Many other good cows from 1,200 to 1,775. Top spring and heifers were 1,200 to 1,900. Those lesser quality and blemish cows and spring and heifers 1,200 and down. Uh, we have another dairy cattle auction next week, Wednesday. Several nice consignments for that with two herds pending. Uh, that's 11 o'clock a.m. next Wednesday. Also next week on Tuesday, uh, we have a special uh, feeder cattle, bred beef cow, cow-calf pair, and beef breeding bull auction. Uh, lots of very nice consignments of all of those for next week. Uh, we're expecting six to 800 head. Uh, if you do have consignments for that auction, uh, certainly give us a call. We'd like to get those advertised for you and we can better schedule things and get more buyers. Uh, don't forget machinery auction coming up June 17th. we got lots of nice equipment rolling in. Uh, we have started pictures. We'll be taking more pictures on Friday. Uh, you want to get your items in for best advertising. We're taking consignments till we are full, but basically you got about till the end of the month to get in those consignments. Uh, questions, call us, 715-229-2500. Uh, lots more detailed information on our website. Check that out at premierlivestockandauctions.com, and that's how it's shaped up, Bob. Did you check the rain gauge? Because I would imagine that soil up around your place is uh, already plenty moist. Yeah, I did not, but, uh, yeah, we got plenty. I, I guess Bring so. Bring on the sunshine. It'll probably dry out a little today, right? I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, Rocky. Thank you. There goes Rocky. We're at Premier Livestock and Withy, and we're going to get to our weather information. We'll join uh, friends Mike over there at Skywarn 13, but uh, first of all, I want to hear this. Better farming through better soil. That's what you get when you use the Midwest Bio-Ag system. It's a system, not a product. Jeff Reese is with me, and Jeff is with Midwest Bio-Ag in western Wisconsin. And, uh, Jeff, what have you seen this spring in the soils that have been in the Midwest Bio-Ag system versus others? As you know, we had a little slower warm-up this spring. We had a lot of cool, cloudy weather in April, even had some snow. So guys were getting a little bit anxious. Uh, the one thing that I did notice, Bob, is I was out testing some field for soil temperatures where my guys had uh, put rye down last fall as a cover crop. And those fields were four to five degrees warmer than where we were running into the bare soil. And, of course, we've been promoters of uh, cover crops for several years. I think we were stimulating the biology in the soil, and that's what was warming it up. So that does it does help. And we're right into the 
corn planting season. Tell us about some of the, the systems for corn that help that plant get started healthier and better. Well, one of the products that we use uh, is a, a liquid pop-up fertilizer. It's got a high phosphorus level, and it also has a sugar in it. So, again, that sugar stimulates the biology. It helps buffer the carbon buffers, uh, any salt that is a low-salt fertilizer. But we want to get that soluble phosphorus to that little seedling early because it's not available until the soil temperatures are approximately 65 degrees. We want to feed that soluble phosphorus early, give that uh, corn a, a good start. It's kind of like giving colostrum to a baby calf. And it's a product called? QLF manufactures it. It's uh, 7213. So better farming through better soil with Midwest BioAg. You can see the difference this spring. Jeff Reese with us in western Wisconsin with Midwest BioAg. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, not only the soil, everything else is going to warm up as we're finally getting some uh, nice, warm, hot spring weather. Let's find out about the details because, again, it can turn from awful nice to awful nasty in a hurry like we saw last night. Over at Skywarn 13 in the weather room, Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How we doing? Good, good. How much rain did we get last night? It, boy, I'll tell you, that was some of the loudest thunder and lightning I've heard in a long time. Oh, my gosh. We got quite the light show. Oh, and uh, NWS reported 1.3 inches of rain as of yesterday. Okay. And uh, I checked the rain gauge out, outside our studio, and we got another 0.82 inches of rain, too. So we've got quite a bit of that and uh well today we are really left in the wake of uh of those storms with a bunch of humidity i mean our dew points already in the 60s and expect to get into the low 70s and our air temperatures are expected to climb to the low 90s that being said heat indices heat indices can't even say it it's so hot it's uh, expected to get into the mid 90s so this is going to be a day where you're going to want to drink plenty of water especially if you have any strenuous tasks outdoors a little bit of fog out there this morning that'll dissipate later on aside from that we'll have partly to mostly sunny conditions but we could have those chances for showers and thunderstorms develop through the afternoon and especially later on into the evening when we do cool it down into the upper 60s later on tonight tomorrow we start to peel back those temperatures starting off with mainly sunny conditions but we may have just a chance at some showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon i do think the better chance of those will stick a little further out towards the east then going into Friday night, more chances again of a few uh, showers and thunderstorms. But by Saturday, we'll have more sunny conditions. Temperatures again into the upper 70s and low 80s. By Sunday, we're peeling back the temperatures even more into the low 70s for our highs. And going into Monday, it's starting to look a little bit more like May and uh, quieting down too. Mainly sunny conditions and we'll only climb to about the mid to upper 60s. Right now in Eau Claire, though, again, looking at a little bit of fog out there. Otherwise, mostly clear and a temperature and dew point of 64 degrees. Man, down in La Crosse, you can go to the beach. It's that warm already this morning. Yeah, and uh, there's actually a, a chance that here in Eau Claire and in La Crosse uh, could break records. It's, it's just going to be downright hot. And think about it. Uh, I want to say it was, what, two weeks ago we hit record lows. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Wisconsin, baby. Th- that is the way to put it. <laughs> hey, hey uh, and I was looking out at you guys' long-distance forecast. It looks like the first real forecast of rain is probably next Wednesday outside of these pop-up showers and storms, huh? Right, and uh, as of now, it looks like it, it shouldn't be a long, steady rain, but at least not one of mm-hmm. these convective systems that we've seen as of late. Sounds good. Stay cool, buddy. You too, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. And again, uh, what do you say the current temperature was? You weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Just checking. Shame on you. I wasn't either. <laughs> all right. Well, we got. Oh, before we go any farther, something we want to mention. All the details aren't in yet, but you know we've. Uh, you know, breakfast in the valley is no more. The Eau Claire Chamber of Commerce said no. They don't want to be part of anything like that anymore. So some folks in Eau Claire County have picked up the mantle. And what do we know so far about a dairy breakfast will happen in Eau Claire County in June? What do we know so far? And we'll have more details as we go along. So far, we know that it's on the 18th from 7 to 11 out at Nellie Holstein's. And they're calling it breakfast on the farm. Good. In Eau Claire County. Nellie Holstein's, of course, was the dairy that if you were at Farm Tech Days last summer... You had a chance to uh, 
take a bus ride and see Nellie Holstein's. So we'll be out there, Derek and Miranda and Doug, they've all pitched in, and there are a lot of groups, what, uh, Augusta, Augusta. FFA alumni and different ones yep. around the county are getting involved, and so it's going to be a good breakfast uh, Breakfast on the farm in Eau Claire County. Yep, with pancakes. All right, sounds good. Pancakes, and I'm sure real maple syrup, all kinds of good stuff. So mark that on your calendar, June 18th, another one of the dairy breakfasts. It's uh, going to be happening in Eau Claire County, and uh, kudos to all the folks that are helping make that happen. All right, we've got uh, lots going on. We've got news. Morgan has got news for us uh, from the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. What's going on? Oh, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. The search for a wanted man out of Tennessee ended in Chippewa County last week with the sheriff's deputies now saying they arrested LaMarcus Boyd on May 5th, wanted on aggravated robbery and weapons charges in Tennessee. Uh, Boyd had been in the Chippewa County Jail since his arrest and will stay there until somebody from Tennessee comes to pick him up. Meanwhile, investigators in Dan County are looking for more answers about a deadly house fire that happened early yesterday morning. That call came in about 2 a.m. in the town of Dunn, and firefighters arrived to find somebody was out but told them somebody else was still trapped inside the home. That person did pass away. Another person did manage to escape flames. The investigation continues. Well, there's some progress, but no deal yet. The opinions pile up when it comes to a local landfill. Neighbors in GFL continuing talks about a new landfill near Seven Mile Creek. Some of the folks who live near the current one don't want to see the company expand. Others say they're looking for a fair payout to deal with the noise, smell, and traffic. On the other side of the table, GFL managers say they're willing to work with neighbors to see what can be done. We look to another part of the state, but with a scam that can be making the rounds here locally, and that involves keeping an eye on some of those calls that come in. This one's in Marathon County. Deputies there say a group of scammers stole over $80,000 from three elderly residents over the last few weeks. Public Information Officer Sarah Severson saying the scammers pretend to be distressed grandchildren. That grandchild was being held in jail and needed bond money, and these individuals called asking for that money, and then later showed up at the victim's home in person to collect the cash. She goes on to say it's a reminder to stay in touch with elderly family members and then maybe set up code words in case of real trouble. If you have any information or maybe received one of those calls, you're asked to reach out to the sheriff's office as well. And the DNR is taking steps to limit the number of spongy moths at two state parks. The spraying will begin at Devil's Lake State Park and Kettle Moraine as well. And then locally, we'll keep you posted if those spray dates will be in our area for those low-flying planes. And a lot of open jaws during the derby with Rich Strike coming to the lead. And now, the Oklahoma State Senate. The chamber honored the horse of the Kentucky Derby win and uh, now one of the largest upsets in race history. It is truly, and it has become this, it's... Rich Strike is no longer Rick Dawson's horse. It's uh, America's horse. Rick Dawson is from Oklahoma. He's semi-retired from the oil and gas industry, getting emotional talking about his horse. He's opened so many doors, and uh, we're going to run right through them. We're going to make life better. From here in the stable at our 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy, and we'll put you back out to pasture with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Thank you, Morgan. It's nice to have the old gray mare doing the news for us uh, each and every morning here as we continue on. And uh, we do have markets to get to and uh, a whole lot of stuff that we want to talk about, including the fact that we've got some uh, things going on as far as the calendar. We mentioned a June dairy breakfast in Eau Claire County on June 18th at Nellie Holstein's. But uh, before that, if you want to eat, go to Mondovi. Yeah, head on down to Mondovi. They're having their spring breakfast this Saturday from 8 to 11 at the Mondovi High School with pancakes. Ooh, that sounds good. 8 to 11. And it should be Saturday, partly sunny, high of 81. So it should be a nice, nice morning for breakfast in Mondovi. What else? That's right. Well, and if you haven't signed up for your CRP with your grassland tracks, you have until Friday to get that done. So visit your local CRP people. And the the state is filling up their boards. So uh, the part, Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, contact them if you're a part of the ginseng, the cranberry board, or the potato board because they are filling up their state boards and their directors. Yeah, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin election as well going on. So if you're into those commodities... 
make sure that uh, you're up to date so you can vote on the folks you want to represent you and uh, your thoughts as far as your particular commodity is concerned. All right, again, uh, 92, partly sunny today, breezy conditions, and again, be careful of those pop-up storms, a little fog. I didn't see fog. Did you see fog out there this morning? There was a bit of a fog on the way up. It wasn't like it was on Tuesday morning, but it was popping up here and there. All right, and we've got markets. They're next on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, when we started this morning, we said we got 10 pounds to get in the five-pound bag, and... uh that we do. We're going to get probably about eight or nine in, but maybe not all of it. We were out last evening and uh, had a chance to catch up with Jamie Close, and Jamie is a, a farmer who runs a lot of acres in this part of the state. Talked to him about planting progress. Did a little interview with him, but we're going to hold that for tomorrow morning when we've got uh, more time to hear the whole thing. So again, uh, busy morning over here. Let's go to markets. Joe, where do you want to start? Well, it's quarter to six and 66 degrees out there. Let's head on over to Barron Equity and hear from Amber. Fed cattle, high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold from $1.15 to $1.27. Choice Holstein steers sold from $1.05 to $1.14. Unfinished steers and heifers sold from $1.04 and down. Cow cows, the top 20% sold from 76 to 85 topping out at 90 60% sold from 60 to 75 And the bottom 20% sold from 59 and down. Cow bulls sold from 90 to 109 Calves quality Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to 120 topping out at 130 Lighten Poor quality calves sold from 50 and down. Beef calves sold from 100 to 240. Our next horse and tax sale is May 13th at 5 p.m. If you have any questions, please contact Al at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a good day. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's go to more markets at the Equity Mines. Head down to Sparta. Hear what Scott's got to say about the sale yesterday. Slaughter cow mark was steady today with 20% of the cows, 75 to 85 for the top of 89. 60% of the cows sold 60 to 75, and 20% of the cows sold 59 and down. Slaughter bulls were steady with the high-yielding bulls, 90 to a dollar. The canner and utility bulls, 89 and down. Fed cattle were steady today with the choice overnight beef steers and heifers, 138 to 145. Your select to choice beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. Your choice dairy cross steers and heifers, 120 to 130. Your choice overnight Holstein steers, 117 to 126. Your choice Holstein steers, 110 to 117. The standard to select steers and heifers and heavyweight steers, 109 and down. Replacement calves were steady today with the top Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar fifty. Your Holstein heifer calves, ten to eighty, and the beef calves, one seventy to three dollars. Just a reminder: this next Thursday, May nineteenth, we're going to have a tested bull sale in Sparta, starting at noon on Thursday, followed by our feeder sale at twelve thirty, one o'clock. Thank you. This has been Scott Herman with your Sparta Equity Market Report for Wednesday, May 11th. Have a great day. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we do have more market reports from the sale barns over to Equity Stratford. Now Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him and with us. Well, did Mother Nature keep you awake last night, Jerry? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Uh, sort of, yeah. I mean, uh, well, you fall asleep and then uh, starts uh, a lightning and thunder, and then you wake up and uh, you kind of look, and then you go back to bed, and so it's uh, one of those choppy nights, I guess. But uh, at least we got some rain out of it. I think about three tenths, so that's not too bad. But uh, there were some reports of some uh, hail in the eastern part of Marathon County, up toward the uh, northeastern county. So I don't know I didn't hear anything too severe, but let's hope there wasn't. And uh, yep. well, another round today, I guess. Huh? Yeah, it could pop up. You never know. But uh, if we're going to have hail, have it before the crops get up. That's for sure. Hey, how about the yep. markets? We're Thursday already. What's been going on this week over at Stratford? All right, Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. And, of course, on Wednesday, we do sell feeder cattle here in Stratford. Uh, on the market yesterday, feeder cattle continue to be in good demand. Lighter weight beef steers yesterday selling mostly from $1.30 to $1.70. Heavier beef steers selling in the range mostly from $1.12 to $1.65. Lighter weight uh, beef heifers uh, from $1.14 to $1.50. And heavier beef heifers uh, selling mostly from $1 to $1.46. Uh, Holstein feeders, lightweight Holsteins, mostly from $1 to $1.25. Heavier Holstein feeder steers, 8 
80 to 120. Now we'll get to the market auction yesterday. Cows are in a fully steady market yesterday. Higher yielding Holstein cows selling from 75 to 88. Extreme top in the cows yesterday at 92 and a half. Uh, most of the cows on yesterday's auction, 58 to 74. Uh, thinner cows below 58. Fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, 107 to 120. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins, 120 to 127. Uh, your select grading cattle under finished cattle, 105 and below. Definitely a lower trend on the calf market uh, as we uh, conclude the week here. Good quality bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, 75 to 150 on yesterday's auction. Uh, heifer calves mostly from 30 to 70. Beef calves on yesterday's sale, 150 to 225. And like Bob said, we are at Thursday. Our auction today does start at 11. Market, market auction today, market cows, fat cattle, bulls, uh, and also baby calves. And we do want to look ahead to a couple of special sales coming up here at Equity Stratford here in the month of May. Uh, next feeder cattle sale and beef breeding bull sale. That'll be next Wednesday, May 18th. So if you folks have uh, uh, got some beef breeding bulls you want to sell or you're looking to buy, it'll be getting to that time pretty soon. We'll have uh, that sale will be next Wednesday, and our next dairy sale will be the 24th. Uh, we do have a nice herd of cows consigned for that sale on the 24th. So keep that in mind. We also do have a dairy sale next week, May 17th. But uh, the uh, complete herd dispersal of 55 top quality registered cows, that will be on May 24th. More information as time gets closer and uh, information also on our website on that. So again, you know, Bob, we don't really talk about uh, heat indexes in May, but today might be one of those days. So folks, if you're, uh, if you're planning on selling today, uh, get the chores done, eat some breakfast and get them on the road. So we'll get them sold. We do start at 11 o'clock. Um, with Sorry. that, we'll turn it back to you, Bob, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. All right, stay cool, buddy. We'll be here. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And temperatures this morning pretty much in the 60s all across. is 78 this morning. We'll get to into the low 90s today, and that'll make... Somebody I know kind of happy as we go over to Thorpe and Terrain Livestock, and Michelle is with us. Now, is this too hot and muggy for you, even? Um, I haven't been outside. We'll see what it is today, but I think I'm going to drink the pool out for the kiddos today. Uh, good <laughs> like, for you. Did it get pretty exciting yeah. last night before the sale ended, or did the storm come later? No, it came later, and boy, when it came, it came, that's for sure. My son sent me a video in Kadat of hail that was like nickel size. I'm like, well, that's lovely. So Yeah, keep yeah. it there. Keep it in Thorpe, or yeah. keep it in Kadat, or wherever you want. Kadat. Yeah. Well. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, how exciting was the sale? More exciting than the weather, or not? Well, I'll tell you all about it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Bob. Summing up the sale from Wednesday, May 11th, at Tareen Livestock Market in the Slavic Market, we tapped at 87 with a consign by B&D Farms of Greenwood. 83% of the cows were from 60 and above. Market cows were 75 to 86. Low yielding cows 61 to 74, thin and weak cows 60 and lower. Four beef type steers and heifers choice 120 to 136, selects were 116 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 90 to 101 for the week. Utilities were 87 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Olsen bull cows so from 80 to $140 per head. We tapped at 142 with consignment by Taylor Licht of Boyd. Lighter and lower quality calves, $40 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves were 10 to $40 per head. Beef beef cross calves, 85 to 325 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs, there's no test. Bows were 62 to 69. Boars were 26 and a half and down. Our next will be Monday, May 9, May 16th. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have any questions or you need trucking, give us a call to the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at tlmfork.com. For all of us at Trin Livestock, your family owned and operated market. Have a great day. Hey, quick question. You're the uh, know everything in Thorpe. What uh, what are the what's the weekend for Thorpe Dairy Days? Is it the first weekend or the second weekend? You know? No, it's the first. It's oh, it the is. first weekend. Okay. Yep. Dairy breakfast and all kinds of things going on. I don't think there's a dairy breakfast. Oh, there's this not. Year. I okay. could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, well, I we'll check it out. Find out. Have somebody over there send me some info, will you? I will do that. Very, yeah, on your walk today, knock on some doors and tell them we need that info right away. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, I'm sure they'll love that. Have a good weekend. Right. Stay take cool. Care. You too. You take care. There she goes. That's Michelle over. Treat livestock in Thorpe. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Synergy Co-op over in Ridgeland bringing us our market information this morning. Board of Trade was higher yesterday. Dry weather in some parts of the world. Slow planting about our part of the world. Soy oil was higher. And uh, overnight, though, a little give back. July, and by the way, June, fill your gas tank today. I know it's not cheap. But uh, June crude oil went up $5.79 a barrel yesterday, so it's at $105.55. So, again, those prices on those gas station standards, kind of like kind of like going playing a slot machine is the way those numbers roll. All right, July corn this morning, down 3 at 7.85. The oats up 6 at 6.10. Wheat down 1 at 11.11. And July soybeans down 12 at 15.94. Meal down a dime at $397.80. Country elevator prices this morning. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at seven twenty-two, with soybeans at fifteen thirty-eight. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn's at seven thirty-three, with soybeans at fifteen forty-two. On the DTN screen, corn today at Golden Plump seven forty-eight a bushel at Baldwin and Mondovi seven fourteen corn fifteen twenty-four in the beans. Durant has the beans at fifteen twenty-four. Their corn at seven oh nine. Elmwood seven fourteen and fifteen twenty-nine. Fall Creek, the corn is at 7.04 with the soybeans at 15.14. And at Osseo, the corn is 7.34 with the beans at 15.28. Out at Elk Mound, 7.22 on the corn, 15.41 on the beans. Sparta, 7.18 and 15.39. And Ellsworth, corn 7.04, the beans at 15.02. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn 7.55. Stanley, 7.34. New Richmond, 7.30. Barrel cheese up 5.5 at 2.39.5. The blocks uh, 4.5 at 2.30 and 3 quarters. Butter up two and a half, two sixty three and a half. Class three were higher also yesterday. May twenty four eighty nine up twenty three. June twenty three eighty one up thirty. July twenty three seventy eight up forty one. August twenty three twenty five up twenty four. And September twenty two ninety two up fifteen. And that's the way the markets look. Weather again about sixty six now. We're getting the low nineties today. Partly sunny and a little breezy. And again, chances of those pop up storms once again today. 82 tomorrow, and uh, the weekend, Saturday, 81, Sunday, 73. Enjoy it. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.